Rob Grimm, you know what the coolest thing about this company is? Um, oh boy, I would say the donuts. No, Rob, it's seeing the photographers in our community go full time, seeing them transition from posting things to quitting their job to becoming a successful working pro. So successful that they can buy donuts. Yeah, they can buy donuts and not have to worry about it. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. I think it's awesome. And I think that has a lot to do with the diverse collection of tutorials from all genres on our website. Absolutely. From the ability to learn from a variety of different photographers and improve your skills, yeah, you can buy donuts. And how important is it to learn? Let's say you're not a, let's say you're a portrait photographer. Yeah. Is it important to learn something like beverage photography? I think so. I think for a couple of reasons. One, I think it's always fascinating to watch how other photographers work. There's something that you're going to pick up in the way they handle the camera, the way they handle their crew or their lights um, that you didn't know was going to resonate with you, and it does. And secondly, it's the way they craft light. You know, when you're crafting light on a product, that can be very applicable to applying light to a person. Um, so kind of cross-pollinating, as I say, going from one genre to the next, I think is critical. You, otherwise, you're not going to have depth. You're not going to have depth of your knowledge. If you only learn from portrait photographers and you shoot portraits, okay, I kind of think you're limited, right? But if you're learning from a bunch of different types of photographers, there are things that you're going to be able to pull in and apply to your particular kind of skill set and your style that's going to make you unique. And it gives you confidence. And when you have confidence in what you're doing, you especially when it's your... You can conquer the world. You can conquer the world. You could invent streaming if you, you could, have confidence. You could if you, if you approached it, right? That's how you did it. If you knew how to put the ones and zeros in order correctly. That's right. You could stream it. You, know, <laughs> you can actually stream all of this content we're talking about at ProEDU.com. That's amazing. What a service. So if you've ever made a purchase from us at RGGEDU, we're now ProEDU, you can now access and stream that for free. We didn't, we didn't charge for that. We made it free. That's crazy. And if you, let's say, you are not current subscriber you can go to our website press a few buttons and then have access to everything and then you hit that triangle button that you said says play yeah and boom. The, the play button I invented. both of the your side, senses the are... side triangle wow yeah. crazy it's amazing yeah that's good i'm a genius I, i've been saying that for uh, at least a week yeah well better late than never <laughs> <laughs> you know what you can also start your education better late than never that's right and at pro edu we have so many different things you can learn about so many. All, all, of, all of them. All. We should have been all.com. Allthemany.com? All all, no, just all.com. All. It's, all. it's probably not taken. Uh, there's a laundry detergent called All. I bet they have it. I doubt it. Let's check. All right, let's get into this episode. Let's do that. Welcome to the Pro EDU Podcast, where Rob and Gary talk and drink with your favorite photographers. So grab yourself a cold sarsaparilla. Saddle up. In this episode, we're sitting down and joined with Clinton Lofthouse, who is yeah. an amazing digital artist, Thank and you. Uh, you clearly have a very dark past. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think he has a dark present. Yeah. Childhood trauma. <laughs> In a dark future. <laughs> Your work has really evolved, and I've, I've been following you for a while, and it's, it's really unique. You have a very... Uh, unique style when you look at it you're like oh i think yeah probably clinton did that yeah yeah how did that evolve uh basically reading a lot of comics when i was younger watching a lot of horror films when i was younger so just a lot of movies and it's kind of come with me as i've grown up so uh, i only started doing it six years ago i started picked up a camera six years ago 
So obviously, I think the influences from your childhood and stuff like that kind of grow up with you. So obviously, I started taking pictures of landscapes or shit at it. So yeah. I uh, uh, started taking photos of the, my friends, just buying fake costumes and fake blood from shops, doing them up for, for just to kind of learn as we went along. And you should use real blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we always have deer blood on, on staff. On staff? On staff, yeah. In the, Wait, in the there's, fridge. There's deer blood somewhere in the studio at all times. But <laughs> yeah. Fake blood tastes nice though, when you put it in your mouth. I don't know about deer blood. <laughs> you should try it. It's nice. Just it's wash, it. nice. wash it down with bourbon. A little metal. <laughs> yeah. You'll be all right. A, a bourbon with a little, like a couple drops of deer blood. Oh. It's, it's actually really delicious. I'm open-minded. I'll try anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what were... Growing up, what were some of the horror films that like you were really drawn to, or that you remember that uh, kind of the, influenced? The, the first one I ever saw was Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh yeah, seen that one. Yeah, oh, sure. I was about five when I saw that. Five? Yeah, five. Yeah, I went around. Who let a five-year-old? Yeah, watch? Where, where were your parents? <laughs> uh, well, they were watching it. What they did was, from what I remember, this is like one of my first ever memories. We went around. My mom took me around to her friend's house, and it, it just come out on VHS then. Uh, so they put it on and it kind of stuck me behind the couch. So I just heard all this noise. So I just kind of peeked around, whoop, peeked around. <laughs> and uh, I just kind of watched it from behind the couch while they didn't know. And then it just kind of started from there. Uh, and then... And that's <laughs> so the were they into horror, horror movies and that kind of genre? Uh, not really. I think it, just because at the time that it was a really big movie, what came yeah. out. I can just remember the guys... The guy, my mum's friend must have watched it and he kept going, oh, wait for this bit, watch this bit. So I was kind of watching along with him as well. And that's when the night terrors started. I've never had that kind of stuff. I'm you quite, I'm quite good with things like that. Yeah. No nightmares. No. Nope. Not even on Elm Street. No. Nope. Nope. I no. was the, I was the kid at school who always uh, were drawing kind of people's heads getting chopped up and stuff like that. <laughs> the weird kid. Did you have to go to the principal's office because you were drawing weird? Uh, <laughs> Explain uh, these yeah. drawings, Clinton. <laughs> Why do you have these dark well, severed just, heads on, on paper? I was speaking to my grand grandparents not long ago, and uh, I used to always draw these. Like I used to create my own comic books. So I'd draw, uh, like, they have, like, scenes in comic books. Mm -hmm. And they were always really violent. And I'd show up with grandparents and used to smile and go, oh, that's really good. And carry on, keep doing it. And then I spoke to them about a year ago and they said, uh, yeah, they thought I had problems. <laughs> so they were lying to me for 25 years or whatever. <laughs> Great. That's comforting to know that yeah. your grandparents have been lying to you yeah. the whole time. Yeah. What do you think it is about horror and, and the comics that, that just resonates with your mind? What, do you th what, is, what is your thought process about that? I think it's storytelling. I think the thing I like about taking photos is you can tell a story with either one image or a series of images. Mm -hmm. Obviously, my stories are always a little darker than everyone else's, mm -hmm. but yeah, I c same with movies. That's why I'm a big movie fan. I just like getting involved in story. And I always, when I teach workshops, I always tell people to think about story before they even shoot an image, even if it's a portrait. Right. Because you can then add the little details in after, like as you're shooting, because you know the story in the back of your mind. This is such a specialized genre. Yeah. How do you get attention, and how do you get client work in this in this genre? Uh, mostly marketing through Facebook and things like that. So what what, what I'm doing at the minute is uh, I'm kind of slowing down with the horror stuff and going more into the movie side of things. Mm -hmm. So I've been I've been in contact with a movie poster in Indonesia. So to do a movie, movie poster for them, horror again, but that's not what I'm going to be specializing. I'm just going to do it all. Uh, and then I'm been work doing some on-set work for independent movies, you know, the on-set cast photos and portraits and things like that. So I've got some of that work coming up as well. Movie posters come together in a very weird way that I didn't know. Yeah. Uh, walk me yeah. through the, the process of the initial concept to final delivery of what a movie For me, is. obviously, the big movies, it's usually one, a different retoucher, a different photographer, a different composite artist. 
So I've been kind of been focusing on the smaller independent movies so I can do it all. So what I'm going to do is uh, they come to me, they, they say they've got a, they're planning on shooting a movie. I ask them what, what the story is, things like that, and then I'll go away, think of kind of an, one image what will kind of fit all that story into one striking image, and then I'll just go and shoot it myself, uh, shoot it in my studio, edit it, and then I'll send it back to them. And then once they start shooting on set, I'll go along and get some on set cast portraits as well. Yeah. So I've been doing, the last one I shot was, what's it called now? Remember, remember, which is the story of Guy Fawkes, but with vampires. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, cool, they had cool sets. It was uh, shot in an old prison. So they had all the, like, candles everywhere and, like, old, like, deer heads on the walls and stuff like that. So let's let's back up. When when did you first start getting paid? And when did you really start calling yourself a photographer that was working as a photographer? Uh, well, I'm still, I think I'm still quite new to it. Like, I picked up a camera six years ago, I think it was, and I started, and I started using Photoshop six years ago. Yeah. And then, so I've been trying to make money from it and uh, as a, well, looking at it as, a, as an actual business for two years, maybe. So uh, it's kind of, the clients I've had, have usually, I've been doing book covers, so I do a lot of book cover work. Uh, have you heard of Eli Roth? Uh, no. He's a Hollywood director. He's got a company called Crypt TV, which is in California, I believe. I just did a big job for them, which was doing 360 images. Do you know the images mm-hmm. on Facebook? Yeah. Yeah. So I did that for them. And then uh, then I just get personal client work as well. And then obviously the movie work's slowly coming in, the independence. So you're not in a movie capital. Um, I mean, you're, no. you're living here is, is, is a little different than being yeah. in, in I mean, Hollywood. Even, or even living so far out of London is sometimes a bit of a pain because right. I live up north, which is about four hours away from London. So I think, it, like, I've been thinking about you know, maybe relocating at some point, not straight away, obviously. Where do you want to go? Uh, just somewhere a bit closer to where all the action is. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, maybe London, I don't know. Yeah. Somewhere there's more uh, chances to get the work I want. Yeah. So how are you getting work? Are you approaching these companies, and how do you present yourself to... Uh, I've started like dedicating a certain amount of time to networking and talking to people and just just sending messages on whatever Instagram, Facebook things like that. So just intru- like starting off introducing myself, not going straight in and asking, do you know if there's any uh, possible work or anything like that. Just making small talk maybe and saying hello, uh, and then just kind of building from it on on it from there. Or speaking to other people who work in that industry, what don't actually so like the actors, people like that. So I've been uh, shooting headshots, things like that. And then just getting them to kind of pass my name around. So, I mean, so far, kind of the, the movies what I'm shooting at the minute, a lot of them don't have images like I shoot. They've been working with people that have a kind of more natural style, and I think they kind of tend to gravitate more to my style of work. So, yeah. How much time goes into compositing these images? It depends on the size. Like, it can be, like, you can, I can do a quick, like, blend composite in half an hour maybe which is just like a stylized portrait one but the bigger ones with lo- all the separate elements I think I've spent about 10 hours maybe on one of them that's still a lot faster than I would expect yeah I mean that's moving pretty quickly yeah. well when I, when I first started I spent pretty much all my time like learning and just practicing a lot of getting stuff wrong and then trying again getting it wrong trying again eventually it turns right how many images do you wind up bleeding together in a composite uh, like I think one of my images is like 15 images so like, I usually create the background. So I, sometimes I'll just get one background shot and then I'll stick the model in that. Or sometimes I'll create my own background. So I kind of like matte painting. So it always starts with the background? 
Yeah, I always yeah. start with the background first and then you know how to shoot your model. Because yeah. if, you if you have your background, you know how the light's falling right. and the elements. So then when you shoot your model in the studio, it's just a lot easier. What were some of the biggest mistakes you made in the beginning in, in compositing this work together? Mm, probably angles. Like sometimes angles can be quite tough. Yeah. So And also the horizon. So when you're trying to shoot a model, you want to make sure that they're in the right horizon point. So... That still can. It's not. It's a little more difficult than the other stuff, but I've got the hang of it now. But yeah, probably like angles. So if you want to try to shoot a stylized composite, and you shoot the background from like a, a low angle, shooting kind of diagonally, then you have to try and remember that angle. You know, keep it mentally when right. you're shooting the model as well. Right. You've got a really cool series, Tech Noir City. Um, looks like about seven or so. Uh, looks like movie posters. Yeah. How did that come about, and how long were you? you know, on-set shooting this or retouching? Uh, is, this is a new project for what I did for... SmugMug got in contact with me, wanted me to create a blog post for them with some new images. So at the minute, I'm really into the cyberpunk, sci-fi kind of feel images with, with the blue gels and the pink gels. So what I did is they came to me, said I could, I'd, could create anything I w that I wanted as long as it was like a composite. So I went away. Uh, a, I always mood board, so I'm a big mood, mood boarder. So I collect, gathered loads of mood boards. Use Pinterest? Yeah, I do. I mean, use Pinterest, but then I also create my own mood boards in Photoshop as well, just on a new document. There's something funny about like a r real kind of rough, dark, tough guy like using <laughs> Pinterest, just having <laughs> yeah. pin boards. Maybe he <laughs> also has uh, you know boards on flowers and stuff like that. We don't know. <laughs> if you look at my Pinterest board, it's like a 16-year-old boy's kind of Pinterest with all <laughs> comic books like characters and. There's a softer side of Clinton. We're gonna get into. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna unpack it. We'll get there. So this whole thing was a personal project. Yeah, for Smugbug. That's awesome. It, this looks, I mean, top-level quality of that you'd see on any movie poster. Yeah. The yeah. thing is, when I look at my own images, all I see is kind of the flaws. So I, I don't know if that you guys are the same, but everyone else seems to like them, so I'm kind of like, must be good then. What do you not like about it? What, what flaws do you see? I don't know, just little things. Like, I'll think, oh, I needed to maybe mask it a little bit here better, or just like maybe the colors could have been a little bit better in certain areas. So the backgrounds that are here, is this, where did that come from? Is that is a stock image from Pixabay, which uh, Pixabay is quite a good resource for free stock images. And they're attribu attribution free, so you can just use them however you want. Yeah. I do try and shoot my own stock, but obviously if I want, say if I wanted skyscrapers in New York, there's not many skyscrapers in England to go and shoot. <laughs> so I'll just, I'll just get a stock image from Pixabay. Compare and contrast your work to Rene Robbins' work. Oh, who's mine, be who's mine's better? better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. Oh, the war is going to start. I love it. You and Renee have somewhat of a, a feud? A friendly feud. A friendly feud, yeah. yeah. How did that start? We love to hate each other. Yeah. Uh, we became friends. I think we met in Fort Okina two years ago, and we just kind of clicked. Uh, and then she came over for the photography show here last year, and then we went traveling around uh, the area a little bit, showing her some places. And then she stayed for like three weeks. You couldn't get rid of her. She no. ate all your food. Uh, yeah, and then left Dorito crumbs all over my couch. <laughs> Strands of blue air all over the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sea salts in the bath. Oh, man. Mm. She doesn't have blue hair anymore, so you don't have to worry about that. She yeah. does get into those bath salts. Yeah. Good Is that her thing? Yeah, bath salts. She's big into it. To be it. honest, there's still some on the floor under the towel rack that I haven't managed to clean yet. So <laughs> next time she's over, like she could clean ago, it That was like a year ago. You don't clean your house too often. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a long enough brush. 
You guys have <laughs> epic wars when it comes to insulting each other back and forth. Yeah. It's pretty fun to read and watch. I've enjoyed that. <laughs> Your portrait series are also really nice as well. Um, they're very different in mm. many ways from, from the movie poster stuff that you're doing, but it, there's still a dark edge. Yeah. Uh, talk to me a little bit about your portrait series and, and your approach to capturing a subject. I think when I shoot portraits, uh, I try and add something a little bit different because I, I, like I like portraits a lot and I like looking at other people's, but I try and add like more of a moody element and I, ca I quite like just deep, like contrasted colors. So uh, portrait-wise, I'll, I'll either, uh, I'll do a mixture of composite and on-location shoots. Mm-hmm. So, uh, like, usually if it's stylized composite, I'll show it against a gray background, and you can blend textures in, like, very simply with soft light mode. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's kind of the more the sci-fi portraits. And then there's a few where I'll... If there's a good enough location, I'll shoot on location, but it's, sometimes it can be quite hard, like, getting access to the locations. You've got a lot of good, like, medieval locations around here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of... There's a lot like, in Yorkshire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you struggle with the most now? Probably networking still. Like I'm, I'm trying to put a lot more effort into the kind of going to events and talking to more people and just trying to get my name about. Uh, Editing-wise and stuff like that, I think everyone's always got a lot to learn. So I think, yeah, just trying to brush up, refine my composite skills and just make them better than what they are already. Have you looked into CGI and incorporating that into? Yeah, I quite work? like. I, I, I watch a lot because I lo watch a lot of movies. I quite like. I'd like to learn cin cinematography or something like that. Obviously, because of the lighting, how they set the lights up in movies and things mm -hmm. like that. If I could use that kind of lighting in my images, then I could be. What type of lighting are you using now? Uh, usually, I use Pixapro. So I got the Pixapro CT600, which is a cordless uh, studio flash, so you can take it on location as well. It's pretty durable. I've dropped it quite a few times. <laughs> I, I like the way that's the qualifier. <laughs> I've dropped it a whole bunch. <laughs> I had a large octa on it, and the wind took it like 30 foot down the thing, and it crashed to the floor, and it still works perfectly fine. So, uh, yeah, uh, I've got three of them. So I just kind of use uh, I use edge light, so rim light a lot in my images, quite like backlighting, stuff like that. Sandbags. Yeah, I'll need to get some, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> I also get a dustbin bag and fill it with stuff what I can find around the house and try and stick that on it, but yeah. it doesn't always work. I like the sandbags now that you just fill with water and you can take anywhere. Yeah, the water bags are great. Yeah, we, we need to upgrade to those. Yeah, yeah, totally. Sand is a hassle. Sand is heavy. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then they break and you and have sand all over sand everywhere the place. and yeah. it's like the Gritty. Dorito crumbs like Renee leaves <laughs> everywhere, but it's blue hair and blue <laughs> hair and Doritos. It's like a Smurf lived with you yeah. for a while. You got smurfed. <laughs> so what uh, what about your hardware? What what cameras and uh, lenses and so up until maybe the beginning of this year, I used I shot with a Nikon D90, and then I I've had that since I started, and then I've upgraded to a Nikon Seven Five Hundred. I don't know. Yeah, you can tell. Like, I'm, I'm not the biggest like tool person. Like I yeah. believe more in vision than the, than what you're using. Like I. There's a lot of people who see my work and they think that I'm using some high-end camera and I'd like a Nikon D90, which is pretty old. Yeah. So, so yeah. what is the one tool you can't live without, though? I mean... A Photoshop. Yeah. Yeah. I, if I didn't have Photoshop, then I'd probably have to buy... I'd do, have to do everything in camera, which would cost me a lot of money, buying all the makeup, the props, getting access to the locations. Photoshop just takes a lot of the expense away. But I do like, I do like shooting on location with all the props and everything, but... What's the biggest thing that you invest in when you're setting up a shoot and you're like, no, this is where we need to put the money? Hmm. Good question. 
food for everyone who was there. <laughs> <laughs> that is the first time I've ever heard that, that answered. Well, donuts. Donuts. True. donuts. <laughs> so what's what's the best food in, in the UK? What do we got to have while we're here? Uh, steak and ale pie. It's pretty nice. Steak and ale, ale pie. pie. What's, what's Where would you get that? Because yeah. I'm not sure about this city. If you, yeah. go for, if you want typical English food, it's better to go to like an old English pub. Yeah. And you usually get the typical English food. There's steak and ale pie, I think. Uh, beef stew, things like that with the, I can't remember the call now, it's like brick dough balls in the center of them. Yeah. Yeah. Things like, oh, fish and chips. Yeah. That's not on the menu here. We haven't gotten it yet. We're, they we're have scampi the chips here. Which yeah, is, what's, up, what's up with that? I Scampion don't know. Chips? It's, but it's little bites of fish. Yeah. It's, it's a little different. So what, what was the town that you grew up in? What was that like? You said it's four hours north of London yeah. where you grew up? Yeah, so it's... Up north where I live, it's kind of a mill town. There was in the Industrial Revolution, there was loads of mills what like created the cotton and the wool and everything. So I live in that area. So there's a lot of abandoned mills, places like that. There's not a lot of money where we live, although it's getting better. So kind of as you go further south, there's like like places like London and you know the other money's down south really, and quite a lot of the works down south. So everyone says it's grim up north, which I kind yeah. of. <laughs> agree with <laughs> so does your son share your love of horror movies and that kind of stuff yeah he's also drawing pictures with <laughs> quite with severed heads it not, runs not severed heads he's not got to that point yet but a lot of monsters and yeah he's, he's got quite good memories he was he must have been watching tv at his mother's house and uh the trailer <laughs> for it came on do you know the one we oh yeah oh, it's terrifying yeah and when he came out to my house he, he remembered what the clown looks like and he would join it on the paper so <laughs> i think he's definitely got artistic how old is your son six is that old enough for Pennywise? God, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, no. But, so would you let him watch stuff like no, that? No, no. He saw the trailer on TV. Did it yeah. scare him? Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. It's pretty cool things like Freaking that. Freaking scared me. Yeah. <laughs> Did you? So what did you think of the new It versus the old one? Yeah, I loved it, Personally. yeah. I thought it was a lot, a lot better than the old one. The old one was good, but everyone remembers it with rose-tinted glasses, like saying it's really good. But when you actually watch it again, it's not too good. Yeah. Oh, di- very different period. You know, yeah, sh- yeah. The, the, the technology was shot on then was completely yeah. different than today. Yeah, but the new one, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I, I think it's the first yet. time I've walked out of cinema in a long time feeling kind of elated. Yeah. I felt that with Piglet's Big Adventure. <laughs> one or two? <laughs> two. Yeah, yeah that that was the, the, last, the sequel was, that was, was the last better. movie that Rob saw. No, Black Panther was the last <laughs> one I saw, actually. Wow. So you, did, you finally went back to the movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've gone to the movies. Yeah. Absolutely. It's good. What was the last movie you saw, Annabelle Creation, which I watched the don't other night. I know that. What is that? Yeah, it's the one with the creepy doll. Was, uh, like a, was it on VHS? It was on. <laughs> I do like, I watch a lot of films what used to be on VHS on Netflix. You can uh, go back to like dates, I think. I oh, know it might be on Amazon Prime. You can go back by date and then I like a lot of 80s movies. Keep telling Laura to get watching the 80s movies. Yeah. They were the b- that were the best time, like Back to the Future, Goonies, all that kind of thing. Goonies, Pre- pretty and pink. Goonies is one of the best. <laughs> Goonies John is Hughes best. movies yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, still stand. Yeah, they're great. All right, so if you had any budget for any shoot, what would your dream shoot be? Mm, good question. <laughs> uh, I'd like to like create a bit like a movie set, so maybe shooting an old mansion, but then light it properly like they'd light a movie. So like light soft boxes outside shooting light through and then just kind of really moody lights with candles everywhere and then create some kind of scene bloody horror scene uh <laughs> not just like moody does right. moody's okay yeah don't always have to be blood and guts <laughs> <laughs> well now with that <laughs>
So where do you see yourself in you know three to five years from now? Where are you, are you still going to be a photographer? You think? Yeah, I like it's it's one of the things like because I, I found what I can do quite late. I was thirty when I started, so I, pretty much it's one of those things where it took me that long to find it. I don't think I'll ever be able to stop doing it. Like mm-hmm. a lot, even if I were making no money, I'd I'd still be doing it. Definitely. Do you think it was harder for you to get in the business because you were a little bit older? Or did it motivate you more? Like, it I mo- got to get cut up. It motivates me more because I keep thinking I'm getting old and I just want to, like, make sure, like, I try and get as much in as possible before I get too old. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think too old is? Fifty. Uh, oh! <laughs> fuck. Grandpa over here. Fifty's <laughs> too old? Nah, maybe sixty. Yeah, yeah, keep... Mm. Yeah, <laughs> you, did you know that you start getting uh, OMS at uh, in the early 40s? What's OMS? Old, Old man, man strength. strength. Oh, no, I didn't know that. You won't even need <laughs> vice grips or pliers anymore. <laughs> when I hit fifty, I could I don't I don't I can open any bolt and turn anything. Don't need <laughs> vice grips. Yeah, it's amazing. doesn't need a wrench. Uh-huh. He's got uh-huh. old man strength. He's gripping. I've got something to look forward to then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he also we ha- I haven't talked about when does daddy magic come in? <sighs> that that's you, you that's unquantifiable. It's different for every dad. Yeah. Um, it, What's daddy no, magic? <laughs> that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> no, that's, tell him what daddy magic is. No, I'm not going to tell him what daddy magic is. He's got to figure it out on his own. I'll, go, I'll <laughs> Google it after. He's a dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I wonder what happens if you do Google that. Hmm. Don't want to know. <laughs> you okay there? Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Good. Stare down. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stare me down in this podcast. <laughs> I know this could go on forever. <laughs> so competitive. So where can people go to check out your work and, and learn more about? Uh, ClintonLoftHousePhotography.com. Uh, and I'm just, I've been, I've just created one tutorial for these stylized portraits as well. So I'm going oh, to start creating a few more of them. I keep getting asked, but it's one of those things I wanted to hold off. Until I was a little bit better at creating those kind of tutorials. Right. Are you going to start doing workshops, or do you? Uh, yeah, do I do workshops. workshops. Uh, do you know Amersham Studios mm. in England? Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I've done a couple yeah. couple of workshops there, and I've, I think it's I've where got Jake like, Hicks does workshops. Yeah, 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 and I've got a few more coming up. I think for the Royal Pho- Photographic Society. What do people want to know? What's like, the when, Royal they're, when they're asking Photographic Society? you how to do this? What do they want to know? It's ju- just it's usually like you want to go in and kind of teach them a workflow, but they usually just want to know the like the tricks. So they want the shortcuts. Yeah, yeah. God damn it, there are no shortcuts. Tell them there are no shortcuts. Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, and it's one of those things where a lot of people who think they're advanced are usually intermediate, and a lot of people who think they're intermediate are usually beginners. So it's quite can be quite hard sometimes trying to teach the different levels, even though you tell people you need to know certain things before. Right. Are they receptive to that kind of feedback to say, "Hey, you're not where you thought thought you were"? Uh, I don't tell them. <laughs> No. I, I, no, I usually I, I just go around and kind of give them a little hand if they're going along. And then, I mean, yeah, I usually get quite good feedback for being helpful and, you know, helping them along. Good. So. Well, awesome. Well, we appreciate you stopping by, taking the time. Thank this you. Week. I appreciate was, you having yeah, me on nice here. Yeah, it was good to follow up with you since Photokina. Are you going to Photokina again uh, in September? Possibly, yeah. I'll try not to talk to you in toilets again. We'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going we're gonna to throw the biggest party Photokina's ever seen. Ever. Ever. Probably Cologne has ever seen. Cologne. Germany. Germany. Europe. All of Europe. Cool. Including the Eastern Bloc. (laughs) Definitely the Eastern Bloc. (laughs) It's going to be a big party. (laughs) To download this podcast and all of Season 7, go to rggedupodcast.com and make sure to check out Clinton's work. Follow him on Instagram. Are you on Instagram? Yeah, Instagram. Clinton Lofthouse Photography.
Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Do you tweet? No. I've got it, and I kind of link it to Facebook, so when I post on Facebook, it posts to Twitter. I don't really know how it works. No, <laughs> I don't know. Probably yeah, doesn't I, know. Yeah, I, have, I have no idea how it works. Yeah. I get Twitter notifications. I don't even know why. I didn't <laughs> even know I was on Twitter. <laughs> You're not. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Thanks. Thank you. Another podcast is in the can, Rob. It's done. Now it's time for our shameless plug. Oh, God. We yeah. are terrible about we're this. We're terrible commercial makers. Just constantly but we're driving fantastic this. dancers. Well, of course we are. You're my tiny dancer. It, <laughs> it's those ballroom dancing classes we took together. Oh, those were so much fun. No, we, uh, man, those were the days. You know, Rob and I continuously learn. We actually take classes together every week because we, we believe in the value of, of, of learning. Of every con- Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Yep. From 2 to 9 p.m., Rob and I take classes. Exactly. Pottery. Dancing. Uh, baking. Unicycle riding. Astronomy. (laughs) Pastrami making. Pastrami making (laughs) was my favorite. Remember? That was good. Remember when you ate so much that you... No, we can't talk about that. No. We shouldn't talk about that. This is a family show. I know, and I was out of the studio for three days after that. So Rob and I believe in learning so much that we created this... We invented streaming, Mm -hmm. and it's online Mm -hmm. at proedu.com. Yeah, it's really cool. You can watch all of our stuff for free. And get your learn on. Get your, yeah, so if you're a photographer or a retoucher, we actually have the largest collection of high-end commercial retouching and post-production workflow. And business. And business. Don't forget business. In in the world, in the universe. In the cosmos. In the, I don't know what that is, but yeah. Nobody does. Nobody does. It's, it's just a fancy way to say bunch of twinkly stars. Right, it's just lights in the sky. That's just all it is. It's just lights in the sky. <laughs> Go to proed.com and, I don't know, click around. Right now. Do it right now. Do it right now. Pro EDU is now unlimited. Get access to every single tutorial. Sign up at proedu.com today. But you, I'll take comfort in that. This podcast is officially over. See you next time. Never stop learning.